Everybody, welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. How, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. I've been busy as usual, oh. uh, but not busy enough to skip out on Star Trek. I always make sure I have time to watch Star Trek. Yeah. So, I mean, if if nothing else, right? Yeah. You just like do nothing but work all week. But you make sure. Yeah, I carve out one hour just so I can watch Star Trek. <laughs> exactly one hour. So we better hope that none of the episodes run for like, you know, 67 minutes. That's right. If it goes over an hour, that's it. I'm out. Oh, and then that was the one with a really exciting ending. Well, I couldn't see it. I only had an hour. Oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, on those, I'll have to, to spoil the ending for you. And, I guess uh, so. Okay. Well, which uh, which brings us to spoilers well i guess they're not really spoilers because we assume everyone has already watched this episode yeah oh okay i mean every episode of ours is a spoiler if you haven't seen the episode that's true wait what if i haven't seen the episode oh then you're very unprepared (laughs) no i've seen the episode uh we're going to talk about star trek discovery season two episode 10 the red angel original air date march 21st 2019 What's this one going to be about, I wonder? I don't know. I think we'll just have to find out. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, Discovery has recovered Commander Arium's body, and the crew holds a funeral in a shuttle bay before launching her coffin into space. Uh, shades of uh, uh, Wrath of Khan in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sp- like Spock. Yep. Uh, later, uh, the senior officers gather to discuss the AI from the future that infected both Arium and Section 31's AI, uh, control. Uh, Tilly walks into the meeting to tell them that she has found something in Arium's hard drive, a file about Project Daedalus. Hmm. Uh, the file also contains a bioneural signature of the Red Angel, and the identity of the Red Angel is... Michael Burnham. Oh, surprise! Surprise! Yeah, you called it. Uh, it's then opening credits. Uh, when the episode returns, uh, Michael is examined in sickbay, and Culver confirms that the bioneural signatures between the Red Angel and Michael Burnham are an exact match. Hmm. Uh, Leland and Giorgio show up on Discovery. Leland wants to trap the Red Angel. Uh, later, the Discovery senior officers explain to Leland and Giorgio that the Red Angel opens wormholes to travel through time, and the future AI is following the Red Angel through those wormholes. Uh, so to stop the AI, they have to stop the Red Angel. Right. Uh, Leland explains that Section 31 found out that the Klingons were researching time travel, so they came out with the Daedalus Project, a uh, and that project is the time traveling suit that the Red Angel uses. Okay, so this has been a Starfleet technology all along. Yes, and they were pretending like they didn't know about it. Exactly. Oh, okay, great. You know, time traveling suits. Everyone knows about that. Oh yeah. Well, and the Klingons were were experimenting in time travel. Yeah. I remember that part of the original <laughs> series. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Stamets and Tilly work with Giorgio on a way to contain the Red Angel. Giorgio tells Stamets that he will not need to use 
12 warp reactors to power the trap because one of the project list test sites uh, was on a deuterium rich uh, planet called Esoph 4. The deuterium uh, can be used to create a plasma reactor. Convenient. Yeah. Uh, later, uh, Leland tells Michael that her parents worked on Project Data List for Section 31. Okay. It's all, it's all connected. Uh-huh. Uh, they were stationed on Doctari Alpha, working on a theory that technological advancements were the result of time travel. Uh, the only thing they needed to complete the Red Angel suit was a time crystal. And I was like, okay, sure, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Heard of those. Yeah, you know, time crystals. Um, and that time crystal was stolen uh, by Section 31 assets, and then the Klingons tracked it down to Doctari Alpha. Uh, the Burnhams were on Doctari Alpha because a star was about to go supernova, releasing a whole bunch of energy. And basically, Michael blamed herself for convincing her family to stay longer to watch the supernova, but that supernova was a necessary part of Project Daedalus in, uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, not her fault. Uh, an angry Michael punches Leland in the face twice, uh, one time for each of her deceased parents. Oh, that's thorough. Uh, Michael blows off steam at the gym by hitting a training dummy. Uh, Spock comforts her and then tells her that the explanation for the Red Angel's appearances are due to Michael herself. Uh, as Michael and Spock later explain to Pike and Cornwell, the Red Angel always appears to save Michael's life. So the current Michael has to be the bait on Esau 4. Uh, she'll go down to Esau 4 and suffocate in the toxic atmosphere until the Red <laughs> Angel appears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally let her do that. I think it's it's Starfleet protocol. Yep. Hey, desperate times, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, before going on the mission, Michael stops by Tyler's quarters, and they kiss. They're getting their relationship back together, I guess. Hmm. Kind of. Okay. Uh, the mission commences, and Michael is dying painfully. Uh, Georgia wants to rescue Michael, but Spock stops her at phaser point because he understands that Michael is creating a situation in which the Red Angel has no choice but to save Michael. Uh, even Pike orders Spock to stand down, but he refuses. Uh, Pike orders that Michael be beamed directly into sickbay, but there's a tachyon interference as the uh, Red Angel appears and resuscitates Michael. Uh, they capture the Red Angel, uh, but on the Section 31 ship, Leland gets a needle in the eye after looking into a retinal scanner. Mm-hmm. I guess they're standard on retinal scanners. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and despite Leland clearly being taken out, uh, Leland commands Tyler to close the wormhole via the comm system. Hmm. I think we all know where this is going. Mm-hmm. And, and who, who commanded Tyler to do that? It's Skynet. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on Esau 4, Stamets activates the EMP, which disables the Red Angel suit. A human woman is ejected from the suit, but it's not Michael. It's actually Michael's mother. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, you know, I, obviously, who else uh, besides, well, I, I guess maybe some other people. But, <laughs> I mean, besides Michael's mom would, you know, have the... Uh, be driven rather to save her daughter. My her two, my life. my thoughts were uh, uh, first it was that it was Michael because that's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just older Michael. Yeah. Second, I thought it was Giorgio. Mm. 
I did not right. expect it to be Michael's mother. Right. That was that was quite a twist. Just because they had killed off her mother earlier. So. You know, obviously, you had the uh, findings that the biosignature of the Red Angel was a perfect match for Michael. So mm-hmm. I also thought it must be Michael. It must be older Michael. Um, and, you know, I was watching uh, the show uh, with my partner and she said, oh, that, I, I love that actor uh, that's playing older Michael. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was mom. Yep, It was mom all along. Uh, yeah. So there you go. A mystery solved. Mystery solved. The red, the identity of the Red Angel. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's mom. It's Michael's mom. Right. Who was introduced, obviously, earlier in the episode uh, in the flashback with Michael, young Michael, who we've actually seen in previous episodes, the same actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the actor playing her father is actually uh, SMG's... Uh, uh, Michael's uh, real life husband, huh. <laughs> so that's a that's a little unusual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Husband, father, there you go. Uh, it's uh, a, it's an acting job, right? So, uh, lots of time travel, lots mm-hmm. of uh, you know, it's it's played very heavily into this season so far, obviously, and you know, um, it's a lot. <laughs> and you know, hearing you you know deliver the recap um and and mention time travel it, it you know it really um it really makes me think about enterprise and how you know there's so much time travel there too and i don't know i maybe it's not you know maybe it doesn't bear much discussion but you know there is definitely a a uh an abundance of time travel in star trek over the past i don't know 15 years plus yeah it used to be a pretty rare thing Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Star Trek four and they they made a huge deal about time travel and then, yeah, throughout the various series, there'd be a little bit of time travel here and there, but uh, definitely with enterprise and this show discovery, um, there's been a lot more time travel. I think Mm -hmm. they feel time travel is a way to get out of the box that they're put in because both prequels, both enterprise and discovery are prequel series. Mm hmm. Well, you know, I'm definitely thinking that the way time travel plays into this series will most likely result in explanations for why so much of what's happened in this series isn't canon or wasn't ever talked about. Beyond the fact that this show didn't exist previously, (laughs) which is in itself is a time travel conundrum. Uh, but you know, I'm thinking that they'll, they'll tap into time travel as sort of a convenient, you know, means to an end to explain some things away. Um, I guess, you know, that's maybe one of the reasons I always thought that it was, you know, um, time travel was a bit off limits for Star Trek is that it can be used in, in such you know, it can be used as such a convenient plot device to mm-hmm. fix things. Right. Or, you know, um, and so much of Star Trek has always been about repercussions and, you know, dealing with, you know, finding creative solutions to problems at hand. And if, you know, the the solution, if time travel is possible, then it presents, you know, partic- potentially convenient solution to things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're obviously seeing that time travel isn't a... Uh, at least in in discovery sense, isn't a uh, super convenient solution for everything. And it actually does create problems uh, for those involved and for Starfleet. 
Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's, it's almost like cloaking technology. You know, you find out, oh, well, actually, you know, cloaking technology was being worked on by all these various races, you know, thousands of years ago or whatever. Um, and, and it's a little hyperbole there. But uh, in this case, now we're finding out, oh, yeah, uh, the Klingons, they're working on time travel. Uh, you know, Starfleet's been working on time travel. Everyone's got time travel. But uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, I will probably be quite full on time travel by the time <laughs> this season's over. And I'll yeah. be ready for something different. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for something different already. Um, so no, yeah, no, uh, no alternate timelines slash universes, no time travel. Hopefully yeah. next season we can have something that doesn't involve either of those. Yeah, just the standard, you know, Star Trek adventures mm-hmm. in the in whatever timeline they're currently in. <laughs> right, right. Because they're so far they've either been in an alternate universe or they've been dealing with time travel. Right. Mm, interesting. Um. Yeah, the idea of a time crystal just was really goofy to me. Uh, the time crystal, of course, right? Yeah. We've all heard of those. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's like the literal plot device. So here's a crystal that uh, loves the, you to travel through time. The biggest, the best payoff for all of this is if in the end, the time bureau steps in, mm-hmm. then I would be happy about this. Oh, from enterprise. Yeah. The time, well, the time bureau was in DS nine and enterprise. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that would be great if if there were that continuity, right? Yeah, they just step in and say, hey, stop messing with time travel. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it stands to reason, right? If they were involved in both of those series when there was time travel uh, involved in the storylines, then they should, you know, by, you know, logic, they should appear in this series. Yeah. So we'll see. It'd be a fun little nod. Uh, Next time, we're going to talk about perpetual infinity oh boy sounds like a long episode (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's more than an hour i'd I'd have to stop okay